Hello and welcome to Dopey, a podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And I'm Dave. And I am Chris. How are you? I am good. So fucking we got Artie Lang on the show. We got Artie Lang on the show. Does it mean, I mean, it's, it's funny, like, you know, when we talked about getting Artie Lang on the show, mm-hmm. right, you would always say it's not going to do anything. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to care. Yeah. And look at this reaction. It's been pretty tremendous, correct? It's done more than any guest has ever done. We've gotten more downloads in one week than we have gotten on the highest downloaded episode in a month. And I think it's because, you know, first of all, it's because all of our other guests kind of sucked, to be totally fair. And, and secondly... <laughs> I don't think that's be- fair at all. What do you mean? We've had great who? guests on. Like who? Amazing like Modi? guests. Like who? <laughs> Uh, Jessa Reed drinking who? piss. Jessa Reed, do you remember who that is? Yeah, the piss drinking meth vampire. Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying she doesn't have clout. Jessa Reed is like a dopey nation person. She's not like Artie Lang. Yeah. Our celebrities are oh, like you're saying, nobody. You're saying we haven't had guests on um, who have like a decent following who are good. Right. And, uh, I thought and Artie Drew was Lang, good. You didn't think Drew was good? I think Drew is fine, but his following is pretty weak. Yeah. Correct? I mean, you fucking put something on Facebook, you get 16 likes. It's like, we could do that. Well, well sometimes, What's the point? if he does those live recorded things, he immediately has hundreds of people watching. I think I Drew's think, thing is that he puts out so much content constantly. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, Artie Lang used to put out a podcast every day. Mm-hmm. And 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 or he was on a radio show for five hours a day, and yeah. he did stand up every night. And still, it, the fact that he touched our podcast, it was like touching the hand of some Jesus-like junkie, fucking degenerate gambler, you know, with a fake nose kind of thing. Well, that's I mean, and I don't know shit about Artie, but that's his life is you know putting stuff out there, doing radio and and whatnot, and he. Everybody knows he's a drug addict, but he doesn't really, like, I feel like he was more openly talking about it to us, um, and he was talking to two people who have lived it and understood it, which I don't think, it seems like he hadn't done that before. I I think that he's talked about it, I think he's talked about it as openly, but I don't think he knew he was being understood. I bet he would talk about it just as openly, and then he's looking around and is like, who the fuck am I telling this to? You know what I mean? So like with us, he was like, he would say something and then, um, he would be like, holy shit, these guys actually understand what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? And he, and he felt that. And I think Drew was a fine guest. Drew wasn't really a dopey guest. Drew was like one of our parents on the show or something. You know what I mean? It was like not dopey and Artie wasn't clean, but it was super dopey. And more than that, Artie was like. You're dying in the desert of thirst, uh, and finally you're quenched. Yeah. And our audience felt happy for us. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, Dopey Nation, we did it. Yes, congratulations, Chris. Congratulations. Yes. Hey, it it's super- all your work, man. I not, have, I have I mean, nothing to do with it. I did a lot of work, and he kind of like fucking called me out as a crazy stalker for it. Yeah, but he had you in his apartment, in his living room. Can you imagine, like, what kind of nutcases have been in that living room? But, um, you know, I, I went home, and, and Linda said to me, um, so what was it like? You know, yeah. what was Artie's house like? Yeah. And I said, do you know what it really was like? And she said, what? And I said, it was like, imagine if Todd was rich. It was like his apartment. 
There was nothing there. It was, it was free, really lonely. Freezing. Freezing cold. There's water everywhere. There was water spilled all. <laughs> it was weird because it was like really clean though. It wasn't dirty, you know. It was like clean. Um, I feel like there was a lot of like ashes and stuff. And no, well, that's another thing that I there's I have a lot of regrets from the Artie episode. Mm. I have a lot of regrets. So I think we're going to start this episode. I, I think we need to cut to the chase. Actually, just do Talk you think he was high in that? Uh, do you think he did coke before the show started? Do I? No. You don't. No. Yeah. I looked into his eyes. He didn't look high. Yeah. Did he look high to you? I didn't know. I thought he was either um, on coke or had done coke recently or he was like kind of hypomanic. I think – I don't know what hypomanic is, but he seemed like he was in the, the – the, he was he seemed manic to me. Yeah. He seemed um, – it's like when he talked to us, and you can we didn't talk about this after the thing. Yeah. But when you know, like he was very good at making eye contact. Yeah. And if he wasn't making eye contact with me, he was totally making eye contact with you. <laughs> and when he looked at me, even though his nose was kind of deformed and he was like kind of fucked up with that weird shirt and shit, and he didn't look great, he had very beautiful eyes. And his eyes looked. He has kind eyes. He has kind eyes, but they weren't hot. Yeah. You know, I mean, I looked into his no, eyes. I see that. Like, uh, I see what you're saying is that, like, somebody who's high also, they don't make eye contact and they're not as authentic. He was pretty authentic. Um, also, his pupils weren't big or small. Yeah. But he, <laughs> he was just, he was off. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was definitely manic then. I don't, I don't know, Artie. You know what yeah. I mean? I know, I, I feel like. I th- it's funny that you say he was off because my my biggest problem with the interview was that he seemed too on. You know, it seemed so – it's like there were things about the interview, you know, and this is like – I don't know if this is worth yeah, but, talking but, about. But even in what you're talking about, him being off might be being on because it's like riding a bike for him. And it's like even if he was fucked up or in some sort of other emotional state, he's done this so much that he can do it. Do you know what I mean? And he's right. got that quick wit banter, which is what you're talking about. It's like high octane, like jokes, you know, like connecting to jokes from before really quickly, you know, and like uh, I'm assuming that's what you're referencing. I just, you know, in my I mean, it was pretty fucking cool and I'm pretty happy that we did it. But in my fantasy, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. he would get naked, lie down on the table. <laughs> and we'd eat in sushi my, off of him. In, in, my, in my fantasy, it would have been slower. Yeah. And, like, more relaxed. And he would be clean. Mm. And, like, he could, and like so happy, he's sober and on dopey. And, yeah. and, in my, and in my fantasy, I would have asked him to join the show yeah. because obviously he could save so many lives now that he's clean. Yeah. And, uh, but more than that, like my fantasy was that it was, uh, really chill. You know what I mean? And like this episode, like it was, I mean, people fucking, I can't even, believe, I'm almost offended at how much our fans prefer that episode to all the other shows we made. It almost offends you. Does it not offend you? No, I hear what you're saying, but it was, I think people are just, I think a big piece of it was not necessarily like just, it was like an amazing, crazy interview, not necessarily more so than other ones we've done, but it was the fact that we've been chasing him for this long. Right. There was a turning point in the interview for me. Talk to me. Um, well, I started getting like tired towards the end a little bit and we were going long and I could sense that Artie 
like wanted to go and like you were just never going to let him go. You would have just kept going, you know? Um, and we, and someone commented this on Reddit that I felt sort of like uncomfortable towards the end. And what it was, was he started talking about his father and I said something like, Oh, but like, you know, the afterlife and like, maybe he can like see you, you know what I mean? And like, and like, that is a, a belief that like I hold and I'm like, you know, when, when my dad passes away, it's almost like it'll be harder because I'll feel like he'll know everything I'm doing. Do you really <laughs> believe that? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I, it was actually I, I, good to circle back. Like, I, no, it's like, it's a belief that like, I know. And it's, I feel embarrassed even talking about it because it sounds silly. Do you know what I mean? But it's just something I believe, you know, it's like, you, I, know, I, you can't explain it. It just is like, I think that. Uh, <laughs> I'm such an asshole. I don't even believe that you believe it. <laughs> you know what I'm I, I like. I feel like it's like some kind of thing that you say, but you can't possibly really believe that. No. Well, I do have things that I say that sound good that I don't believe. But no, that is something that like, and and I don't. I can't explain it. You know, maybe. It's so like, hold on. Time out. Time out. In your family, who's dead? Uh, well, I'm an extended family. My dad's one of 11 kids, so there's a lot of dead people. Okay, forget that. Do you think, like, Martin Luther King Jr. is in heaven watching the news and, like, oh, we had a black president. That was good. Do you think, like, that shit is uh, happening? Do you think, like, fucking John Lennon was like, oh, I can't believe Paul is still touring and he's doing my song? Well, that's like... like you're trying Do you to, think that's going on? You're t- First of all, I haven't thought that deeply about it. And it's like you're picking something apart that like it's not something that I can really explain. And and it's like it's funny what you're saying because I know it's silly and I actually don't like going public about it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like I just – and I think it's actually something that's good. Do you know what I mean? There was actually this movie called um, – I forget the fuck it was called. Robin Williams was in it and he played a mortician and there was this camera you could get installed in your eye and it would record your entire life. And then the mortician would basically make this like two hour video of your highlights, you know? And they said that like in the movie and like I saw it when I was like fucked up or something that when people got the um, thing installed, you know, that uh, they started living like much better lives just because they knew somebody was going to like, be watching right, a video of right, your life. <laughs> right. Yeah. You ever watch Black Mirror? Yeah, I've seen yeah, I've seen them all. Of course. It's like that. That's like shit. Like, but like I but what you're telling me is that the idea that somebody's watching you makes it so that you can live better. Because because you're not because you feel like you have, you have some something to live up to. No, that that was in the movie. Are you asking me personally? I'm saying you just said yeah. that when your father dies, yeah. you'll have to live better because he's watching you. Oh, yeah. But, like, what – I mean, it's, like – that's just, like, what I would say. Do you know what I mean? Like, whether or not it's going to have this profound sort of effect on me. But, like, I do think, though, that um, – I just think that uh, people that you had a close connection with, a bond, like, um, I think there's something after this. And I don't know what that looks like, but, like, part of me just feels like – that might include like um, spectator seats in the heavens for the people who have passed away. Do you think Todd's like listening to Dopey on a cloud? Taking I hope with- so. I hope he's fucking like nudging the big man and telling him like, yo, we got to get this podcast 
fucking get those DLs up. Fucking, I can see. I don't Bob even being like, like talking because it's so silly. I mean, I, we haven't really picked about apart what our spiritual and religious beliefs are. And like, I've said the stuff that's like safe to talk about. Do you know what I mean? Which is like higher power, twelve step stuff. But like, I still have like CCD old Catholic stuff left over, which I threw out most of it. But there is like a few things that like still fits within my conception of of God. I think you're very lucky to have that because, like, I don't have anything. Like, I, I don't have anything. Well, do you, you know believe, what I mean? Do you believe in a higher power? Yeah, I do. But what does that's that look like, like? What does that mean? It just it exists. Period. End of story. Yeah, I mean, for I mean, like, like I honestly, I believe in a higher power because they told me if I didn't believe in a higher power, I'd have a harder time getting sober. Yeah, you know. And then it's like logic is. How could I be the highest power? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, so, like, fine. You know, also, like, you know, I believe in, in the universe. I believe in, like, the idea that I can feel something about you or Artie or Todd or my yeah. dad or my daughter or, you know, that that's meaningful. I, I believe that, like, you know, like, the idea that, that we're just bags of flesh and bones and, like, and, and we're all going to die but we have all of these feelings, you know, alludes to that there's another power out there. Like, like it's just so crazy to me because, you know, and I go back to Todd because Todd was, was such a bright um, entity in my world, in my existence. Like he meant something to me and, uh, and we had so much fun. And then one day he sniffed a little bit too much fentanyl and his body stopped working. Yeah. So he's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so in that way, I don't believe I, I don't believe that this is all there is. Yeah. But I certainly don't believe that when you die, you can watch uh, us oh, or listen to them. <laughs> I even I hope there's like we can have like our greatest hits. Be like, hey, well, can be- you go like replay that one moment of my life, you know? <laughs> That would be much better than having to sit through these episodes of Dopey. You know what I mean? Um, So I wish I had asked – I wish I had asked Artie uh, if he would join the show, but he would have said no. I wish I had asked Artie about his arrest. You know, I'm really annoyed that I didn't ask Artie about his arrest. I wish I had asked Artie about his life. I had him like tell the same fucking stories he's told fucking ten times each. Yeah, there was so much stuff in there to just, like, we could have mined things forever. You know, we didn't ask him. I mean, he did tell uh, the story about the first time he did heroin and that he knew he was in trouble. But there was just so much more we could have asked in terms of the evolution of his drug use, you know. Because for a long time it was really bad and it was, like, just booze and cocaine. And then you added heroin in and it was, like, kind of depressing and scary. (laughs) Well, for him, you mean? I just think that, like, we we should have focused on his more current existence because also that would have been more press worthy because nobody's covered it. We had him play us his greatest hits. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that that was that was frustrating for me. Um, I hope and, but, we're uh, giving this justice because um, somebody that works for my sister's company he texted me. I, th- I think I sent you the text and said that. Uh, we basically needed to do a post-mortem after the uh, RD episode to go dig through it and discuss it. Well, I'm going to read a, a quick email uh, that I really liked. 
that we got after the thing. And uh, I'll read it to you. Uh, I write this to Dave. Love you too, Chris. As I do every Monday, I waited for the B train to get my, to get me into work in the city. Sometimes I check emails while I wait. Sometimes I bullshit on Twitter. But today I went straight for my weekly dose of dopey. I saw Artie's name in the title and was thrilled to see that you did it. After, After years of nudging on Twitter, sounding every bit like the 40-something suburban Jewish dad you now are, you finally did it. I can only imagine the thoughts in your head as you made your way into Artie's place in Hoboken. I know there must have been some plans made before the show, but I doubt it felt real until you got there. I assume your thoughts were similar to mine when I first saw the title of this week's episode. You're only halfway to the finish line. Getting Artie is unequivocally a dopey milestone. The episode could suck, and it would still bring resolution to the saga that is Dave's failure to get his white whale, the celebrity with a life so filled uh, not just with dopey stories, but with the ability to tell these stories better than any guest or host ever could. Artie could have been in a shitty, angry, pissy mood as addicts tend to be now and then. To my intense delight from the first sentence, it was Artie being Artie. He said it himself. He could tell you're both good guys, and it's obvious how much you care about him. I don't think it needs to be said that this is the best episode of Dopey. And beyond that, it's one of my favorite episodes of any podcast. I listen to podcasts for damn close to the whole 40 minutes I'm in a cubicle, 40 hours I'm in a cubicle each week. And most of those are hosted by two by professional comedians. The best episodes are always the ones when the hosts are at ease and just letting the show flow. And you and Chris did that with ease. The whispers between the two of you when Artie walked away and the decision not to edit anything was so endearing. <laughs> you, guys, yeah, you guys did it. Dopey Nation loves you, and I'm sure a lot of us now love Artie. His words about Todd meant something to me, and I never knew the guy beyond his dopey experiences. That must have really meant something to you, Dave. That's really cool. Please keep doing what you're doing. Feel free to read this on air if you want, or feel free not to. Just wanted to reach out beyond my usual dumb tweets. Also, who the fuck is Scott Countryman? Obviously... I'm a huge fish fan, and you said he had some connection to the band, so my curiosity is piqued. Adam gone fishing. So uh, wait, a, this is uh, which Adam is it? This is uh, I don't think I should say his last name. Okay, he calls himself Adam gone fishing. Okay, and that was I, a great. That was an email. Yeah. How did I miss that? That was in our inbox. Yeah, it was fucking great. It was really yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah, I think he summed it up beautifully. And it's much what different. You- I was just thinking, though, like Adam as a listener is probably different than most podcast listeners out there. Like he is like fine-tuned and like basically um, – I don't know. He's like an elitist when it comes to like listening to podcasts because he sits there 40 hours a week, you know, and that's what gets him through work. So it's much different than somebody who listens to like one or two shows a week. So what's important for him is like the chemistry of the hosts and probably just like pure authenticity. It isn't just hearing crazy stories and stuff, you know? Well, I think it's it goes down to the case of real recognizes real. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even, I'm not even joking. It's like I can watch – TV 
and it's just so bad. You know, you watch a talk show on TV and it's so bad or you listen to some fucking thing and it's so bad. And our show, you know, forgive me, it's good, you know, and, uh, and, and if you're tuned in to Dopey, it's because you find some authentic thing. You gotta stop doing that. It's really loud when you do that. You're gonna listen, when you keep rustling like that, it sounds like the world ends. That's the fifth time you did it and you're gonna make yourself crazy listening. Okay, okay, and just so you know, um, every time you move, it does the same sort of thing. You hear that? Yes. No, then this episode's terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, it's just like your, it's your things for your earphones. But I don't, I remember last time we did this, uh, I was getting really frustrated, and I think I even said something to you. And then when I listened to it, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read but another one. I'll try one. not to move as much. No, no, if you, if you don't hear it, it's okay with me. No, but I think we should also try not to move as much. Okay. Um, okay, here's the other one. That Are I we going to decide not to edit that out? Edit what out? The discussion about the sound. Yeah, I think we should make a decision <laughs> not to edit that out. Yeah, just so everybody knows, we don't decide anything. Yeah. All we decide is to say we're going to record this, and then we decide did it really suck? Yeah. <laughs> and, and if it really sucked, we will, we won't play it. And then we decide did we hurt anybody's feelings? And we always decide we didn't. Yeah. So unless we hear that we did, we just air everything. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because that's what that's the show. You know, I just had to minimize your face. Why? It was too big? It's just really intense. It's like nose to nose. Yeah, I have your face as a small box. Yeah, I made it, I made it smaller. It was too much. Just so you know, Dopey Nation, we're Skyping it in. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What do you mean, sorry? You don't sound like you're sorry. I'm sorry we had to do that. No, I am. I like doing it in person, just personally, and I also think we do better episodes in person. And we're much more versatile. We can have guests. We can play music. And you can play music. We can do different things. And we have time in between to sort of, like, you know, plan our direction and stuff. Skype, it's like you put the kids to bed and, you know, I'm going – it's it's more scatterbrained. Right. But it works. Um, it works. Here, I'm going to read another one that I just think is really funny. Um, oh, shit. It's not this one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Read the, uh, the the one I told you, the Aaron one. Let me just do this one because it's another post already one. Okay. This is good because okay. we haven't been reading emails either. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, Chris and Dave. I stumbled upon your podcast as I am the habit – as I am in the habit of Googling Artie Lang weekly to see if he's alive. I, I am in the same habit. If he's still alive or if there is a new drug catastrophe, whether – I think also that's another thing about Artie. It's like he's on the edge of addiction and if you're using, you kind of are with him and you feel like he might be dead. He might be in rehab. What happened now? Like where is he at? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think that's a great draw. You know, I used to fucking be checking in with Artie when I was using all the time just to see where he was, you yeah. know? Yeah. Anyway, um, to see if he's alive or if there is a new drug catastrophe, whether it's an arrest or incarceration. I like the Artie. Yeah. I liked the Artie interview, but why didn't you make him tell the story about the smashed nose by the bookies runner latest arrest story? Anyway, I've been on a wicked run lately. Wait, wait, wait. Not- what is the smash nose? Explain that again. I don't even know. I mean, I remember when he got his nose broken or he got his is nose broken. Is it broken though? It's just, I mean, his nose has always been like really wide and messed up, but it was like in rare form last week. 
No, it was. But he, what this guy is talking about is about a year ago. Yeah. Like either he had surgery, but he put a picture of himself on Twitter. I'm sure you've seen it. With He's bleeding out of his nose and he's up in the camera and he looks scary. And he writes something like, fuck you. Like, you want to come after me? Like, it's like. He was messed seemed, up when he wrote it. But it also seemed like there was a bookie that he owed money to that beat the shit oh, out. Oh, and then he was. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah but they, I, um, I saw him at the cellar, like. A year and a half ago, and I was in the front or close, and, and you're basically in the front everywhere, Comedy Cellar. And I was close to the front, and he was speaking, and so he's like, you know, I'm having to look up at him, you know, and I can see his nostrils. And I remember it's like it was like seeing into a black hole. I felt like I was seeing like six inches straight into his face. Right. Yeah. But but there was a big story, you know, when this yeah. happened, and uh, but I forgot about that. So anyway, let me. I, but I wish I had. Asked oh yeah, continue that. the email. Anyway, I've been on a wicked run lately, not on black tar, but on dopey episodes. You get that? Mm, he's not on yeah. a drug run. He's on a dopey run. Uh, and I have a few suggestions. And this guy, I can, I'll read it to you. Right. And I have a few suggestions. Please make dopey all about dope stories and not recovery. Recovery is already built in by virtue of the fact that you guys talk about your sobriety. That is all that is required. Stick to the stories, please. That's why this podcast has juice. <laughs> Number one, please do not say LOL or toodles. Oh, How we love you? this guy. Yeah. Well, this is funny to me. I, I, but I don't like, I don't want, I don't want to only do the dope stories though. Yeah. So I figure it's, it's, it's funny. Please do not say LOL or toodles. How could you possibly stop saying faggot, but continue to say these faggot ass things? It defies logic. It's just, I love that so much. All right. Three. Um, and, and this is number two. Please keep vaping, sliding door, and Chris's pen tapping, fidgeting, and other audio annoyances to a minimum. This Inclu is still two? Yeah. <laughs> Including comments Dave makes out of mic range tending to his Brussels sprouts. This guy's only listening to the early oh, ones. Oh, yeah. Remember? This is like ancient. Yeah. yeah. Remember when I used to cook Brussels sprouts while we were doing the show? They were good, too. They were pretty good. Three, no chorizo in my Brussels sprouts, though. Parmesan oh. cheese, though, right? Maybe. I don't remember. I don't think so. Mm. Please keep interruptions to a minimum when the story is being told. Dave, many times you interrupt Chris with some tangential bullshit that derails the story because Chris forgot what he was saying. I get it. The synapses are a little crispy. I know mine are, but just let the story flow. Come prepared with notes or an outline before you record. Your podcast goes by fast, and a little more structure will afford us listeners more story time and less bullshitting. I'm binging on episodes and have listened to about 20, 10 in the beginning, and 10 recent sodes. That's apostrophe S-O-D-E-S. I think you are doing a great job, guys. Please don't take recommendations the wrong way. Um, that's from Scott C. Uh, I don't think it's Scott Countryman. It's, oh, yeah, it's definitely not Scott Countryman. That was a really good email. Both the emails you read are, like, very uh, praiseworthy of the show. Wait, what about the one we got where the guy just told us – he was like, I love your show, but everything sucks about it. Did I haven't read, seen that did one. Did we read that one? I don't think so. No, I love you definitely read it because I, I mentioned it to you. You had seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what it is. Right. And then I want to read. I want to read the follow up. Um, uh, what your response? No, fuck it. I'm going to stop reading this for a second. I have some stuff to do. Okay. 
I got some stuff to do. All right. You know, and how stupid are all the fucking advertisers out there who aren't advertising with us? And if they had been in business with us for that Artie Lang episode, they would be raking in the fucking downloads right now. Well, it's just – I think it's actually stupid because if somebody advertised with us, let's just say even like a rehab that like we could get behind and was a good rehab, you know. Like a rehab that we maybe we went to. Yeah, maybe something like that, you know. Yeah. And they cost, you know – I mean it depends on your insurance, but I mean out-of-pocket costs could be anywhere from 10 – uh, it can be anywhere from five to to fifteen thousand dollars, you know. I'm with and you. then insurance is going to pay, you know, double that. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and if we're advertising for a rehab such as this, and like a good place that we will say great things about, and they're spending whatever a hundred dollars an episode, and those are there in perpetuity. 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 One client will more than pay for everything. Do you know what I'm saying? One resident. Like if, if one person goes to the tree, like if I owned a treatment center, I'm not just saying, I'm legit saying this. Like I would pay. Hold on, time out, time out, time out. If you are listening and perhaps you're in the marketing department for a research facility or maybe you own a research center or maybe you have a friend A research facility? I'm sorry, treatment oh. facility. <laughs> Forgive me. Maybe a research treatment, whatever. Yeah. If you guys are in the treatment business and you're listening to the voice – or the voice, our voices. Yeah. Just you should fucking write an email and give us a hundred bucks, and we'll talk about your <laughs> stupid fucking place. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving along. Now I got a lot of notes. Right. I have a fu- I have a funny story that's a very suburban but dopey story. But I have some. I have a note about you, and okay. I, I want you know. I'd like you know. I want to talk to you. So um, Chris just finished his master's program. So. You know, he's not making a big thing about you, it. Thank you, thank you. Well, it's a non-licensable master's. Um, what is it? I don't know what that means. What so, does that mean? Uh, like, if you are a social worker, you have an, uh, an MSW, and then you can get licensed with that um, right. to take insurance and stuff like that. Same for an LMHC. Uh, the master's degree I got, it's not licensable in the sense that, like, I can't become right. a therapist or counselor right. with it. But what, what I can do... Well, it's a it's in like professional psychology. It's basically like an attaboy on your way to get the doctorate. But I think part of the reason they do it is for one, you can say you have a master's, which is cool, whatever. Um, but I think if you decide to bow out of the doctorate program, you can take like an extra semester worth of courses and do like some sort of other kind of like internship, you know, practicum, and become uh, a therapist. Do you understand what, what- I'm saying? Right. Yeah. No, I do. So it's like it's like uh, the the safe way out or something. It's like yeah. a backup plan. Um, so as Chris was getting towards this goal, you know, he's he's been working his ass off. He's in his relationship. He's traveling to do dopey. He's writing. He's reading. He's doing whatever he's doing. Going uh, to Western Mass and a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. He got injured, which fucked him up. Yeah. Well, talk, you know, he, he was. You well, we've talked about this. Uh, a few times. I heard it in um, Anguilla. In Anguilla. Doing a karate kick. We've talked told about the, this, right? I don't think on the show. Uh, it's just, I don't even want to get It's just stupid. I was at a gym with my girlfriend, Annie, and um, I wanted to do this like high kick on a heavy bag to kind of like impress her, which I don't know why. I feel the need to impress uh, my girlfriend who I live with. And so I did this kick and it was actually like a pretty impressive 
kick. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like no, like put your hand up. Like you know what I mean. It was like full extension, and it was like, uh, and I had taken kickboxing uh, lessons when I was like twenty two or twenty three for a bit. You know, and um, I hadn't done a kick like that in since I was twenty two or twenty three. So it'd been like probably ten years, and I just heard like a pop, like a, like it was an audible sound. Like Annie heard it too, and. And it was like, it wasn't immediately bad, you know, but it was like, <clears throat> like my leg was pretty messed up for the next couple of days. But then just for the last six weeks, whenever it happened, it's been, uh, if I can't sit still, if I sit for too long, I get in a tremendous amount of pain. And I finally went and saw, um, some osteo something guy, uh, got an MRI and had it, uh, interpreted yesterday. And they said that, um, the my doctor's out of uh, out of town, but a PA looked at it and he said that um, it's very unlikely that the doctor's going to uh, recommend surgery. Uh, you only need to get surgery if the mu- muscle is teared beyond a certain point. So uh, I think it's torn, not torn. tear. Yes. Yeah. Where well, are you going with all this? Well, so then two weeks ago, I'm at work. Yeah, and uh, you know, oh, and, I know where you're going. And Chris and I, <laughs> Chris and I are getting like, you know, I mean, sometimes me and Chris talk every day. Sometimes yeah. there's things going on, so we don't. That's you know, how we communicate every day, right? I'm just, I'm yeah. just saying it ebbs and it flows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying sometimes we 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 talk a lot. Sometimes we text a bit. Sometimes you know what I mean? Whatever. I'm actually so curious. I, I know where you're going with this. I'm curious to hear. Go ahead, continue. So, so it's, it's like, and at that point we hadn't really talked too much for like a week, you know, we've been checking in whatever. And, uh, but I just figured everything was cool and I was dealing with my shit. Mm. You know, I have tons of shit that I'm dealing with and I was dealing with my shit and, uh, and I'm working and the, our, our mutual friend of ours, the guy who designed the gro- the dopey Gra- graphic, graphic design, graphic, Ryan. graphic design, Ryan texts yeah. me, uh, did you talk to Chris today? And I said, uh, no, why? And he goes, well, because uh, I said, is he okay? And, and, and I think graphic design Ryan said, uh, I don't know, or I'm not sure. And, like, it was literally, it had been, like, 10 days or, or two weeks after Todd died or something, right? It was, like, yeah. it was like maybe within, you know, two and a half weeks since Todd died. And when, and when Ryan said that to me, I fucking freaked out because I hadn't talked to you in a little bit, you know? And I was like, what the fuck? And then I, and then I had, and I had called you that morning, yeah. you know? And then Ryan told me that you had called your sponsor yeah. and thought it, and thought it was me. <laughs> and then I'm like, holy shit. So I started texting you. You texted me, you texted me so many. I, I took a screenshot of it. You texted I was, me like 12 times in 10 minutes or something. Well, usually you respond to that. I was explaining to, to Linda. Oh, so, so let me th- – okay, go ahead. Good. Continue. I was explaining to Linda. It's like Chris is the kind of person that like if he's asleep and you text him, he wakes up, sees the phone, and writes back sleeping. You I know. Right? It's like you're like a I, omnipresent no, no. The, the with tru- that phone. The truth is I used to do that when I was single. I don't do that anymore. Do I do that still? You're pretty good about I'm, responding. I'm better than most people, but when I was, I think I think you probably know that I'm neurotic, yeah. and you and you honor our relationship, 
and you respond to me within a few hours. You know what I mean? Like you don't ever fucking let something hang, you know? And like that morning you didn't let anything hang. But the fact that Ryan was like, something's going on. And then you're, I talked to your sponsor and like, and, and your sponsor, you know, to his Bennett, his credit, whatever was the guy who let Todd leave his house. So he had Todd on his mind too, Mm. you know, and we were freaking out. And then like, I didn't even know you talked to Dylan. Yeah, yeah, for a while. And I was, he was like, I'm going to Boston. I was like, call me when you get there. But, like, you got really annoyed at me uh, for talking to these people. And I just wanted to talk about, like... I'm not annoyed yeah. about that. I, I was more annoyed because I think Annie got pulled into it somehow. Yeah, I reached out that's to her. What, yeah, I that's what out. I got. So what happened was that morning, um, the guy, Leonardo DiCaprio, the bipolar guy, who his name's Dave, he's left a voicemail, uh, voice memo. We didn't have him call in, did we? We did. We did, we did yeah. but we didn't, we didn't record it. We didn't record oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 because we played his voice memo later. Yeah. Anyways, it's one of my oldest, closest friends from high school. He is not doing well doing drugs and doing um, uh, mental illness stuff comes out as a result of it. Anyways, he's in Bridgewater State Hospital right now, which is like in custody. Uh, It's jail. It's like a jail psych ward, you know, but it's in custody, right? And so he has been calling me nonstop, right? And so he was calling me that morning. And this is even what I remember. And I wasn't answering. I wasn't answering. And this doesn't make sense still, even with the story. And finally, I just like answered it. And I, I actually thought I was talking to Dave. At some point, I was like sleeping. At some point, I realized that, and I only because I was looking at the phone that I was talking to Dylan, my sponsor. Oh, you thought you were talking to that Dave? I thought I was talking to that Dave. No, but then at a different point, <laughs> I thought it was you too. I was just like really fucking out of it, and it was in the period of like a couple minutes. And what I remember was. Um, my sponsor being like, what are you fucked up or something like that? And, and this is at like, it's pretty early. It was in the morning. It was like, it was like a before nine in the morning. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then that was it. And then I got off the phone and then everything happened. And then I got upset because I think Dylan said something to Ryan and then I talked to Ryan on the phone and then you, and then there's just that it had to come back to Annie. And like, I never would get upset if somebody expressed concern well, that's not true. You get upset when I'm concerned all the time. Yeah, it's, you take it's like you, annoying. You, every every you yeah. concern is a personal attack. How often do you text me? Are you okay? I'm concerned. <laughs> you do it like every five minutes. Well, those are the minutes that I'm actually very concerned about you. I want to know if you're okay. Yeah. You know, um, I think you, you. I think that the point. The point of this story. Obviously, you're fine. The point of the story is this is something that addicts have to go through who are using, you know, who are lying. You know what I mean? Like they're covering up their their shit or they just got clean and everybody is sure that they're still getting high. Or in your situation, you know, you're four and a half years clean Mm. and it's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? But like, what do you, how do you think somebody should deal with that? You know what I mean? Because I bet there's a ton of people listening with very little clean time who are so annoyed or somebody like Todd who is using and would get so annoyed when you asked him how he was doing or like you didn't. You know what I mean? You know, I think that this scenario is a very common one in our world. 
Well, I've kind of like, I don't have the right to sort of get upset over those things. I have the right to get, I guess, peeved. I'm not, I would never be upset at like you or somebody that is part of my support network or just a friend. Do you know what I mean? That would said like genuinely express concern. I was more just like, I don't want, and it isn't even really Annie. I get more concerned just sort of like my family because there's like your dad. You know what I mean? Like if you're somebody called your dad and was like, have you talked to David today? What would happen to your dad? Like he would freak out. He would Dude, I remember there was like, there was a review yeah. that like, like insinuated that I sounded high or something in a dopey review. Yeah. Or no, it was a review that said he can't wait till we relapse. And my dad was like, sure, I was going to relapse because it said it like some stranger had written it. At <laughs> Why? Because he thought it would be like good show? Or like, or like, remember when he thought I had red eyes and then you said that to him? And he oh, like, yeah. I was stupid. I was yeah, like trying to yeah. play up, play into it. But my, my point is like I, I get your point. I, I just think it's amazing like, like fucking – and I, all, I only think about Todd now and this stuff. Like it's like – that dude was so – he was high constantly and he was always angry when I when I asked him if he was high. You know what I mean? If I showed concern, he was fucking furious. You know what I mean? And I think that you got angry because – How did I get angry? Well, that afternoon, I, I think I think you were pro- you were in the middle of like finals. Mm. You were like stretched <laughs> out. You weren't sleeping. Mm. You know what I mean. You were in pain. Yeah. You didn't know what was going on, and you and you hadn't finished school yet. Yeah. And everybody's calling you. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then and and like, I mean, you had gotten texts from all over the place. You had even said to me, "I'm not angry at you, but this is pissing me off." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's and what then, I thought. But I then. But then I had reached out to Annie. That was more, yeah. That was. Because, but I reached out to Annie because I was literally like bugged out. I was mm-hmm. I was nervous. But then when I got a hold of Annie, when she called me back, I said, I said, oh my bad. You know, I just talked to Chris. I just hadn't heard from him, and all of his friends were freaking out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was very, very simple. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like I, I just, you know, if somebody, you know, I think it was the pressure. You know, the the ancillary ancillary pressure that made you react like that i just feel like if it was and i know that like today okay i was in a fight with linda and then my sister texted me something about the show and i like felt like my brain get compressed like when i'm when i feel pressure and and somebody asks me to do something i'm like i like freak out i like can't handle it what uh just stop moving this too too much Okay. Go, I continue. Like, it's good. I just uh, – your thing's ruffling the sound, so. I can't handle uh, pressure or, or anything happening when I'm under pressure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like – and I think like that's like – You have low frustration tolerance. I do. <laughs> I do. And I don't really know the point of the story. I think the point of the story is if you're – No, it's a really good uh, – it's a good – I don't know. That's recovery talk, I guess. That second email guy is not going to like this, but – well, I don't give a shit about that. It's like it's like we've told basically every drug story we can think of. Well, it's funny. I said to you uh, before we started recording, you know, and it's like I was going through like some voice memos and some emails, and it's like we've told every story, but like some of the voice memos we get and it, it are like this is like the person's dopey story, you know what I mean? That they're emailing in, and I'm like, those are just literally like every day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Some of them, and it's like it's very clear. 
that people are different paths in their, in their trajectory, you know? Um, and it's also good that they, they can stop then, you know, like, that's their story, you know? And it's like, like, what's their story? I'm saying their story, their dopey story that they, you know, want to email us cause it's debaucherous would be sometimes, and, um, it would just be like stuff I did every fucking day, you know? And what's crazy about this spectrum of addiction too, is like, and like, I think we were both pretty bad fucking addicts, you know, um, you know, taking the sample, there's people who are way fucking worse too. Way worse. It's funny. I I was, I started because of Scott Countryman. And and again, let's, let's just give a big shout out to Scott Countryman because I really don't think we would have, we wouldn't have gotten Artie if Scott hadn't taken it upon himself to, uh, torment Artie on Twitter. Yeah. What did he do again? He, he's just started tweeting really like angry things at Artie all the time, like mean fucking things. Like you're a fat jerk. You're a liar. You're a fucking loser. Liar. No, he didn't really. Yeah, he did. Yeah. A lot. Well, that's kind of messed up. (laughs) No, it worked out, man. I think, I think, you know, I, and I think anyway, but Scott, um, you know, I follow him on Facebook or we're friends on Facebook, whatever. And he was talking about, uh, breaking bad. You know, yeah. what a great show Breaking Bad was. Is that why you started watching it again? So I was like, I was like, I was like, Scott's such a loser watching Breaking Bad again. And then I was like, actually, I think I want to watch Breaking Bad again, too. <laughs> so I started watching it again. And I'm like, I'm so deep in it again. It's like, it's so good. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was like saying that it's better than The Wire. And, and like, you know, I think that when you get to a TV show thing it's all about your own personal moment and like for me i just i find the breaking bad is much colder than the wire the wire has so much warmth and love in it between the characters that i prefer the wire like the way they talk to each other there's just warmth like between the hoodlums and between the cops there's a lot of love and breaking bad there's not as much love and i don't respond to that cold shit as much as i do the warm shit but the point of the story what were you going to say, please? No, it's just funny because I actually didn't um, have necessarily the same take as you. I think the oh, wire is super emotional, but I thought like Breaking Bad was like kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like I thought there was some like really like funny, funny points in it. And to me, the wire uh, it showed like the really down and outside, not all the time, of addiction in a way that Breaking Bad never touched. Well, th- I, I hear you, and but I, what I really meant—I mean, like, I, what I really meant—it's totally subjective. Like when I watched The Wire, I was like twenty-nine, you know. I was—I didn't have a job. I lived in California. Nothing mattered. I was like, "Oh, this is the best show ever," yeah. and I would make jokes about it. And I just like—I didn't have any consequences. Yeah. When I watched Breaking Bad, I had just lost my family. I was living alone, like, it was just a different thing. <laughs> yeah, um, it's embedded in a different context. It's, exactly. You're getting that file stored in a whole, totally different area of your brain. But it's like what I said before about The Sopranos, that, that for me, when I, when I watch a TV show again, it's sort of like time traveling, because you can access the feelings you had from when you watched it the first time. Of course, yeah, you know? I, I know what you're saying, yeah. But but anyway, so it's I was like watching. that um, thing. Have you? Uh, no, never mind. Go ahead. Why no? Please. No, it's stupid. Okay. Yeah. No, tell me now. I want to hear this. Just have you heard of state dependent learning? No. Um, so this is loosely related, not even really to what you're talking about. I'll just say it real quickly. If you um, 
basically, if you learn something in a certain state, right? Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Sure. If you if you study like for if you a te- study high, you want to take the test high. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Continue. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm watching it today, and you know, and like, the, I just Breaking Bad is so good, yeah. and it's the season, you know, where uh, where Jesse gets the super hot girlfriend who's a junkie, and she dies. You know what yeah. I'm I, I watched all of Breaking Bad. I should go back and do it again in a week, maybe, maybe yeah. less. You know? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like cruising. Like literally four and a half years, right when I got sober this time. L- Linda judges me for the amount, the prodigious nature of my television watching ability. She just, she's like, she's like, didn't you just start watching that? I'm like, season four. She's like, didn't you? Do that? I'm like, what? I'm like, don't shame my TV one thing. But so I'm watching. It's so it. great when you get a show. That's like, you know, it has like, you know, four to seven seasons and you like it. You know, it's like being, it's like, it's like you're being, you're halfway through a great movie for fucking months. Oh, you're on vacation. Yeah. You're like traveling with these characters. It's like, oh yes, me and Jesse are fucking perusing the ABQ. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so it's after the fucking hot girlfriend dies. Okay. okay? And, And Jesse freaks out, right? And Walt is looking for Jesse, and he has to go to the shooting gallery to find Jesse. Do you remember this scene? Vaguely. He pulls him out. He gets him Yeah, but with the shooting gallery, it's, like, full of these zombie dope fiends. Like, yeah. like and you're talking about people who Is Jesse who have, doing dope? Yeah, he's doing dope and yeah. and. Yeah. But it's, like, it's like you were just talking about how we're bad on the spectrum and that there are people much, much worse than us or whatever. Yeah. Do you think there are places like that? Like, you have to fucking give your... I mean, I gave my whole life to heroin, and I wasn't close to, like, some fucking shaved head zombie fucking junkie in a shooting gallery. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, does that exist? Yes. Yes, it definitely exists. Have you you been there? I mean, you've been down... uh, No, every time I was there, it was like um, a little... And you've said this before, it's like a little... uh, What's the word? I'm like a foray or whatever. It's like a little vacation into fucked up land where I'll be there for one to two weeks at the most, and then it's more just thinking about the miles that it puts on your car. It puts, you know what I mean? Like miles it puts on the engine. Whereas, like what I did, which was like crazy, super intense for two weeks, there are people who've been doing that for a decade and they're right. like alive, you know? Right. And there's associated stories that come with that. And there actually reaches a point, I do think, for some people where like it's great to not lose your sense of humor, but like there's a certain point after I think decades where like the dopey storytelling is just like it's not even left. <laughs> it's just like burnt, it's it's gone, you know. Well, I feel not like- that there's not funny things that are happening that could be recounted in a funny way. It's just like I don't know. I don't. I dare. I say it's like a point of no return kind of deal. You know, it's just. I don't, I don't know. No, I think that's true, and I, I feel like Todd, like Todd, got to some strange place where, like, like what you said, where like if you talked to Todd on the phone and said what happened today, you would get like the dopiest story any day of the week. Yeah, and, you know, and it would have been more like about circumstances. Yeah. You know, then, then amounts. And that was, yeah, yeah. That was storytelling. And yeah, and it was circumstances. And then Todd was so unique because he wasn't, he didn't lead a particularly dopey life, but he did, you know, it's like, but he wasn't in the shooting galleries and like, do you know what I mean? He had, I mean, one thing that I really, you know, obviously I wish Todd didn't die, 
But there was this story that he told me. He told me a couple of just like the dopiest fu- – we'll never hear them. But the dopiest stories like I ever heard where he was in some like he, – he like became friends with this woman crack dealer in Harlem and he was smoking crack with her every day in Harlem. And she would like have to run downstairs for something and then he would steal her crack and steal her money and then be like somebody came in here. He was like <laughs> – he was like insane and he told me this other See, story. I couldn't even picture Todd doing that. That's I know. Yeah. But it's like it's like that's the level. And, like, so I'm watching Breaking Bad and, like, you know, I never – like, I was not, like, a feral cat. I was, like, definitely a, a house cat, like, a fat yeah. house cat, like, you know, and, and I lost a lot of my life to it no matter what. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but it's just, like, there are levels to this thing and, uh, and like, that Jessa Reed, you know what I mean? Like, that's, like, pretty close to the fucking fire of what we're talking about. Yeah. And she um, came back and, and laughs at it, you know, which is impressive. Oh, she's she was excellent. I, I would love to get her back on, and uh, and we do have a ton of uh, you know pretty exciting people coming on. You know, nothing. I think Artie not only was he so sought after, but the, Howard Stern is so amazing and and popular. But like, you know, you multiply that by a thousand because his fans like are so loyal to him. Yeah. So like, Artie's like a, another thing. Like. The people that we have coming on, like some might be more famous than Artie, but they don't have that kind of following. Here, do you want to read the uh, Aaron Brownsteiner? You want me to do it? Um, why don't you do it? You've been you've been uh, handling the emails tonight. All right. Hello, Chris and Dave. It's and and it's got a tilde on the A, so it might be. Yeah, Aaron. don't say his last name because we don't know. I I think I said it. Just I know, now. but you definitely didn't pronounce it correctly. So just don't give it another try. Is it Aaron or Aaron? I don't know. Oh, uh, I think it's Aaron, Aaron. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'll just say Aaron. Yeah. Okay. But it's Aaron or Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> it's A with a little thing on it. I've been listening for a year now. I found you guys while looking for a podcast about drugs or LSD. And there was Dopey, which promised to be a much darker space. But it's not because you guys make it lighthearted and fun. The Dopey Podcast carries a very special place in my heart because I feel like whatever the time period, there will always be junkies, which means that some people will have to deal with the fate of being a junkie, like statistically speaking. Anyway, I just feel like listening to these terrible stories and to laugh about them is so, so useful, not only for people who have been through it, but the fucking far removed better the fucking far removed better than tough people who look down on people who use drugs for them to understand what a fellow human being has been through. I think these sort of stories need to be told. I am a big fan of drugs overall, but there's some, I hope I will never try. Of course I am young and remember thinking when I first saw my brother take weed out of his desk, I was 13. I think, uh, this isn't very well written. But I understand his. Point. I'm following it. Keep going. Okay, I thought he, he meant when he saw his no, brother just, take weed I, out, I, and he didn't think he was going to smoke weed. Is that what he was saying? Yeah, yeah. that's what he was. Yeah, I thought that meant he's going to end up as a terrible, horrible, no good heroin addict. Uh, the image I had in my mind wasn't very human. He was just a degenerate who was evil for inflicting all that pain on his family. I guess that's a very simple picture. So I think. So I think Dopey gaining a larger audience would be fantastic, and I feel like long-form journalism might be useful in that. 
I feel like I could manage to get it published. If it's good enough, I could. What? Okay. What does so he say? Write, what, what, what? Get it published in what medium? What is he talking about? <laughs> writing a book or was he talking about writing, writing a story. Oh, man. Uh, we, so we have a proposal. Anybody out there, we, have a, we can dust off the old proposal and send it to you. <laughs> no, I think this guy wants to write a story, so he should write Did you ever write him back? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I, I read this. I, I liked it. You didn't write him back. Nobody did. I didn't? Oh, shit. No. So I was What's wondering. What's even cooler than he's going to, I hope he's listening, you know. So I was wondering if it would be possible to one day talk to you guys over Skype or something. And I just listened to the two Todd episodes. I hadn't uh, listened in a while. I just realized it was what I was missing. And I saw about Todd on Facebook. So I got the episode and listened to it, and then I listened to Todd's going to rehab. That that was a really yeah. That was an emotional roller coaster. The Todd episode was one of the best you've ever done. You did him justice, I think. I'm sure he'd be pleased to see it. Maybe he's in heaven right now watching it. Um, Chris, did he write that? No, I just <laughs> Chris doing a good job interviewing for probably the first time in forever. That's right. He did. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you. I feel like you like all the people doing shit for you. So I thought I'd offer to write an article. If I do, it might get you a bump. I will try my best. Yeah, you should write a fucking article. <laughs> also, to leave you with something dopey of my own, in the light of the recent focus on gayness, I shall tell you the story with my gay drug dealer. I was studying for a semester in Buenos Aires. I was stoked to be in a place I could smoke for more than a month. Unfortunately, the weed in Buenos Aires was terrible. They called it Paraguay. It was the worst weed I've ever smoked, uh, smuggled from Paraguay. Pressed dirty brown remains of what was once marijuana. He's writing it better now. Yeah. You had to smoke splits because it wouldn't burn on its own. However, I was a lightweight, so I got high nonetheless. <laughs> Not only that, but my dealer gave me a great price. Like, turns out it was a really, really good price. I give the number to a girl and she would pay like five times what I paid. I was like, hmm, well, this guy looks pretty gay. And for some reason, I was always wearing a nice button down or something when I saw him. So anyway, he was gay and he had the hots for me. That was my theory. And I was right. One time we met dealers are late, I guess. None of this call a number in New York and they deliver to you. He tells me that the next time I buy him some, we can smoke beforehand. I'm like, sure. When I go, he rolls two enormous joints. It's that same shitty stuff, but when you roll that much of it, it doesn't really matter. When I was on my way, I thought about the guy uh, being much smaller than me. I thought about how I was a foot taller than the guy, so I wasn't scared for my life. Oh, also, he had no chairs in his room, so we were uh, sitting on his bed. We listened to some music. We talk about the weed, how the weed is, and how he came to deal. He offers me a hand massage. Yeah, a what? fucking a fucking hand massage. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? But I'm also super high and admit that would feel nice. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> Wait, so did he get the hand massage? He used hand lotion, and it was an honestly pretty nice hand massage. I got my goods, and I said I had to go to dinner. He said that the next month he might have Flores. Actual bud, green, dank bud. But he would have so little, we'd have to smoke together again. I just laughed and left. 
Thinking about the dude probably wanted to massage more than just my hand. I left, never returned again. I never went back to that dude, but I did get pretty high. Anyway, you guys are really doing the Lord's work, so to say. I love the AA talk because I usually hear bad things about it, and to see how it works when it works is awesome. Also, congrats on the new house and baby Dave. Stay strong, Dopey Nation and Toodles. Aaron. Dude, that was a great email. Yeah, yeah, I love that email. Yeah. I had it in my notes. I just had Aaron email the Lord's work. The Lord's work really good or something. Um, Dude, I have a bunch. I of- love the uh, hand massage story. It's just, yeah. it's so just like innocent and funny. and It's classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, cla- it's classic dopey. Yeah. And I, and I just want to say, like, you know, you know, performers say it all the time that like they wouldn't be anything without their fans, you know. And it's true, you know. what I mean, if nobody bought the Beatles records, you know, yeah. who would the Beatles be? But like, our thing is so fucking cool that you guys send shit into us and you like our stupid show and yeah. like it makes us make the show, you know. And it's like it's very very great. And I love that it's mostly addicts. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, even if you're fucking using, but if you're clean, it's like, we all went through the same thing, yeah. you know? And it's like, it's very beautiful. And, and I love that. And I'm happy, I'm happy to, to have been, you know, a piece of this thing that we invented. And it's like, it brought us all together. I think that's fucking great. Um, I uh, second that emotion. You second that. But dude, I, I have this story. It's getting late in the show, but I, yeah, I have we gotta to, let's no, tell I the story. To, okay, tell the story and then we'll wrap it up. I have to tell the story. How long is it? Uh, I don't know. You I have to save tell it. it or? No, I'm not saving it. Okay. So, are you okay? Can you handle it? Yeah, I just we gotta wrap it up after the story. Okay, I have a bunch of stories, but I'll just tell this one. So, um, you know, we're like me and and Linda are doing all this house stuff, and um, when we moved. We had this fancy coffee maker, right, uh, that's half K-cup and half pot, coffee pot thing. I always yeah, wanted, yeah, okay. I always wanted this and like – and she like – you know, Lin, Lin, well, I'm not even going to say Yeah, it, people but, usually just have two separate things. That's genius. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, she got it like because – she like got her parents to get it to me for my birthday yeah. because like when they give me gifts – she makes it so she's getting the gift. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. That's that's her big move. Yeah. So, but um, but it's a great coffee machine, and like, and I and I always wanted to make the pots of coffee, but it turns out I only want to make the K cups of coffee. So when we moved, I lost the fucking uh thing to keep put the the K cup in. Yeah. Like there's there's a piece. Yeah, yeah, the little the reloadable one. Yeah. yeah. So so I'm like it's on my list to go to Bed Bath and Beyond to get this piece, you know? Yeah. And then like also I was I was in the market to buy uh one of these soda stream machines that makes your own seltzer. You yeah. know about these machines? They're like seventy five. Yeah, you add a, a CO two cartridge, just yeah. those things, yeah. 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 So I'm standing at Target and I'm like, should I buy it? Should I buy it? And I was like, No, 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 no. So me and Linda, we went to some um you know, yard sale and somebody has a soda stream. I was like, how much do you want for it? They were like, I don't know. I was like, does it even work? They were like, give me a dollar for it. 
I was like, okay. <laughs> so I bought it and I, so I take out the CO2 cartridge and I put it in the car and I'm like, I got to get a new CO2 cartridge. Yeah. You know, so for weeks I'm riding around with the CO2 cartridge and then I'm finally like, Lynn, let's just go to Bed Bath and Beyond and I'll get the new fucking K cup thing yeah. and I'll fucking get a new CO2, CO2 thing. cartridge. Yeah. So I go into well, it's, char- it's like the nitrous chargers, isn't it? Like a whole bunch of big. things. Oh, it's, it's big. Oh, I didn't know that. Big. Okay, yeah, it's big. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, you know, it's like it's like a liter, but really thin. You know, it's like a really thin liter bottle. Okay. So or maybe a little smaller, but it's like that. It's like big. So we go. I go. Linda, we're with the baby, and Linda's like, "I'm gonna stay in the car and feed the baby." Mm-hmm. Okay. And I guess I look pretty scrubby. You know what I mean? I was wearing like. I have these shoes, these black sneakers that I've been gardening in, so they're really gross. They're like yeah. covered in mud. I'm wearing my, my black waiter jeans, and I'm wearing like a black zip-up hooded sweatshirt. So I'm all dressed in black, okay? Yeah. And I have muddy shoes and shit, you know, and I walk into the place, and I'm like – and I'm carrying this fucked up CO2 container, Yeah. okay? And, you know, and it looks kind of weird. You, you know, walked I guess. into Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, I okay. walk into Bed Bath yeah. & Beyond. And I go up and, and, and a lady looks at me and she's like – and she gives me this look like what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And I get nervous yeah. like there's something wrong with me. <laughs> and she's like – and she's like, what do, you, what do you want? And I was like, well, you know, and I said, I'll show you. I, 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 I recently got one of these Cuisinart coffee makers and I'm missing the piece that goes in here. And I find the Cuisinart thing. I open it up and I said, this piece. And it yeah. was sitting there. In the coffee machine. Yeah. And I said, I said, can you sell me this piece? And she said, well, I'm, I can't sell you this piece. And I said, well, can you sell me – Of course, I said, of course you can't sell me this piece. Yeah. I, said, I said, can you sell me another piece like this piece yeah. you know, that you probably have on hand or you have an extra one that you can yeah. sell? Yeah. Can you do that? She said, no. She said, call Cuisinart and I'm sure – that uh, and I hate this woman, by the way. Yeah. She's like heavy and from Long Island, and she's mean and she's yeah. nasty, and she's looking at me like I'm a fucking piece of shit, and I'm feeling like I'm a fucking piece of shit yeah. just because she's like looking at me like that. It's like I'm like triggered, yeah. like my hair is greasy, I'm wearing this <laughs> nasty fucking clothes, yeah. and I'm like fuck, you know. So I'm like okay, and I, and I also don't want to fight with this woman, you know. Like yeah. what am I fight with her about, you know? She said call Cuisinart. And I said, also, do you replace these CO2 canisters? She goes, I don't know anything about that. You know, she's like a sober <laughs> methadone fucking dealer. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about that. I was like, all right. And then, and then this Bed Bath & Beyond, the layout is a circle. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll walk through the whole Bed Bath & Beyond. It's like and Ikea. Where you, yeah. 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 And then I'll leave, you know. And as I'm walking with each step, I'm like, who the fuck does this bitch you start getting mad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I was yeah. like, I'm going to talk to a fucking manager. Yeah. You know, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, by the time I make it around again, I'm full of myself. Yeah. You know, I'm back to my old self. Yeah. You, and you and laced I laced up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I see some fucking stoner kid and I'm like, excuse me, sir. And he's like, what's up, man? Yeah. I was like, I was like, <laughs> it works there. Kitty works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, is there a manager I can speak to? He's like, okay. And he's like, Peter, uh, we have a customer on the floor who wants to talk to you. Yeah. And he's like, he's, I was like, also, can I replace this CO2 cartridge? He's like, yeah, man. 
you get the other CO2 cartridge over there. And if you <laughs> hand in a used one, the new one's like 50% off. I was like, all right, you know, and I'm feeling good, yeah. you know? And then I was like, oh yeah, there's another thing I need to get. I need to get the charcoal cleaners for the Cuisinart coffee. The little machine. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we never cleaned it, you yeah, know, and yeah. it's put the cleaning light on. Yeah. So, so I go back to the i'm like waiting for the manager for 15 minutes he never shows up and i'm like yeah. i gotta go get the replacement filter so i walk back over there and there's a different lady over there at the coffee machine yeah. and she says can i help you yeah. and i said i hope so do you know anything about these coffee machines and she says no and at the same time that she says no the first lady wanders back yeah. and she looks at me and she's and she looks at me like I'm stealing the fucking piece. And that's another piece of the story that I'm not telling. When yeah. I was walking around in the circle, I had decided I could just steal the fucking piece. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just take it. <laughs> but I also said to myself, I'm not going to take the piece. Because yeah. I'm in recovery and you don't fucking steal shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not taking the piece. But if I wanted to take the piece, yeah. I could take the fucking piece. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I could I could have taken it. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm standing there and I, I said to the lady, the first lady, I mean, you know, the lady that I was talking to, do you know anything about these machines? And the other lady, the original bitch shows up Yeah. said, I know she knows about this machines. And she goes, yes. And I said, well, wait, okay. So the new woman says that the old woman knows about the machines to you. Well, she okay. said she doesn't. And I said, well, I know that she Oh, knows. you said that. <laughs> yeah. And then the older woman you just her, right? yes. Yeah. I know. And I said, well, I'm looking and she thinks I'm bullshitting and I feel yeah. like I'm bullshitting. Yeah. I said, I'm looking for the piece that cleans the coffee machine. Yeah. And she goes, you just use vinegar. <laughs> and I said, I said, no, I said, there's some cartridge that goes in there and I need that. She goes, oh, you mean this? And I said, yes, I mean that. Thank you very much. I take it from her. And I walk back. And then I'm then I'm really mad because yeah. this fucking cunt is telling me about vinegar. She thinks I was there to steal the piece. She didn't think I was there to find the filter. She thought yeah. I was there to steal the fucking piece. And who walks up to me? Peter, the manager. Yeah. <laughs> I said, are you Peter, the manager? He said, that's right. Yeah. I said, I said I'm having a little problem. Your, your lady on the floor did her best to help. And maybe she couldn't have helped me any more than she did. But I'm hoping that you could help me. And he goes, what's the problem? I said, well, I have this Cuisinart coffee machine and we just moved and I lost the K-cup inserter. Yeah. And, um, and he, goes, he goes, oh? And, I, and then as I was saying it, I open the coffee machine on the floor. I was going to say this piece. And I said, oh, my God, the lady took the piece. She thought I was trying to steal it. Because yeah. <laughs> the piece is missing yeah. now. The story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he looks. She at was me. trying to, to hold on to it. So and then okay, yeah, yeah. And and he looks at me and I said, I said, that's a very strange thing to do. And he said, you're right, it is. He yeah. said, I'm gonna. I said, I'm sure she has it. I said, she's sitting over there. I'm sure she has the piece. Yeah. And uh, and we start walking over there. And I said, hey, do you have the piece? And she goes, yes. And he said, he said, you can have the piece, sir. And I said, I said, isn't that strange that she would take the piece out of the machine? Yeah. <laughs> Did she hear you say that? I don't know. Oh, and, my God. And he, said, and he said, yes, it is very strange. And I said, Peter, you're doing a, a bang-up job. See ya. Yeah. That's crazy. I wish, I wish I knew more about this lady. I wish she was there for her reckoning. 
Wasn't that, isn't that an awesome story? <laughs> it is a really good story. I feel like you should do stand-up. That's like a stand-up story. You, you think just so? Need to, yeah, it's great all the way through. You should. You just need to fabricate like a little punch at the end, and it would be perfect. Right? Yeah. It's That's such, crazy, dude. It's a good story. I, I left there. Okay. I left there, and I got in the car, and Linda's like – I told Linda the story, mm. and she was like – you know, she thought it was funny. And yeah. I said, I can't wait to tell this story on Dopey. Yeah. And, and Linda <laughs> said to me – she said, is that all you think about when something happens to you, how you're going to tell it on Dopey? And I said, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's, and that, that's – there you go, guys. Get sober, and you can um, – Have stupid stories from bed. stupid bed. stories yeah. like that. All right. Well, with that, let's uh, stay strong. Here. Stay oh yeah, strong. you know, yeah. do all that stuff. You know the stuff. We don't even to t- I don't even think we have to tell them. They know. Really? Then don't you find that? No, 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 no. Let's try a different tactic because we always run through all the specific things. Like you guys know what we want. Just, just do it, please. But what if it's a first-time listener and they have no idea what we're talking about? Then they'll be even more intrigued, and they're going to go, go back, back and, and listen to other episodes. On all right. <laughs> yeah. So stay strong, Dopey Nation. All right, and uh, toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. Want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. And I want to take a ride up in the sky. Watch this airplane just pass me by. And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I want to be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good, so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. And my shadows getting smaller, smaller. And it's high noon where I stand. Shadows getting smaller and smaller. And it's high noon where I stand. Busted city far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find. And I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be good so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And these suckers make me mad And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had 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 And these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had